0: Good morning. Heroes seem to come in all sorts. And here's a local hero for you. David Becker is one of Virginia's outstanding crossing guards of the year. For Wednesday, February 14th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Big news, the Fairfax Christian School is moving to Loudoun County. For over 50 years, the Fairfax Christian School has been an award-winning university prep school serving kindergarten through 12th grade. With small class sizes and personal attention, the Fairfax Christian School is a safe place where every student will learn and grow. The school is moving their campus to a new 50,000-square-foot facility located on 15 acres near Dulles Airport. For more information and to enroll your child, visit their website at fairfaxchristianschool.com. That's fairfaxchristianschool.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. For David Becker, being a crossing guard isn't just about getting kids across the street safely. It's about making sure they know they're cared for. He was out there on a Monday morning recently directing traffic, giving out high fives and good mornings. And it's that kind of demeanor that made him one of seven outstanding crossing guards of the year honored by the Virginia Department of Transportation this year. He was born and raised in Loudoun and recently retired as a firefighter. In fact, he was one of the county's 12 original professional firefighters. His nominations for Crossing Guard of the Year came in from the parents and staff at Blue Ridge Middle School and Emrick Elementary School, where he manned the crosswalks each school day. Blue Ridge Principal Brian Bell said even though Becker encounters students for just a few minutes, he makes a big difference in their days. And if that sounds like the job for you, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, which staffs the positions, is always looking for more crossing guards. They've got vacancies at five local schools, Balls Bluff and Catoctin Elementary Schools in Leesburg, Mill Run and Hillside Elementary Schools in Ashburn, and Sterling Elementary School. You can apply online at sheriff.loudon.gov. And you can go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story and see some photos of Mr. Becker in action. It's at loudonnow.com slash morning minute. In other news, for the first time, more than half of the county's six-year construction plan will be dedicated to transportation projects. Okay, What am I talking about? Last night, the Board of Supervisors Finance Committee got its first look at the latest draft of the county's Capital Improvement Program, which lays out major investments and upgrades in the county over the next six years. Those projects are more than half paid for with debt financing, like issuing county general obligation bonds. Other major sources of funding include the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority, local tax funding, and state and federal funding, and cash proffers and fees also figure. Loudon is unusual among Virginia counties in the amount of money it spends on road projects, or in fact in that it spends money on them at all. Roads are traditionally a responsibility of the state, but the previous county board of supervisors decided the state wasn't keeping up. So Loudon has started building roads, and boy, are we building some roads. According to a presentation by budget staff last night, 53% of the county's $2,373,000,000 six-year proposed plan, or in other words, $1,266 dollars will be spent on transportation projects. That dwarfs the next biggest expenditure in the capital budget, school projects, which come in at only $484,000,000. The draft capital budget would also accelerate design of expanding the Fire and Rescue Academy, currently slated for fiscal years 2020 and 2021, and it would plan for a new recreation center in western Loudoun. The proposal also includes all of the school board's own requested six-year capital plan, including expanding full-day kindergarten, one new middle school, the ongoing turnover and update of the bus fleet, future school renovations and construction, and the expansion of broadband internet to Western Loudoun schools. Department of Management and Budget Director Aaron McClellan said the county could study whether it might piggyback off of the school system's work to bring broadband internet to its Western schools to expand that access to Western Loudoun homes. If this seems a little light on specifics, it's because although supervisors on the Finance Committee received the full proposed capital improvement program last night, firmly establishing it as public record, if it wasn't already, the county will not release it to the public until tonight, when County Administrator Tim Hemstreet will formally present his fiscal year 2019 proposed budget. And no, I do not have a sense of humor about government transparency. Anyway, after the presentation tonight, supervisors will begin debating that draft of the budget and adjust it to their liking. They are scheduled to take a final vote on April 3rd, and fiscal year 2019 begins July 1st. Speaking of the state and the Board of Supervisors, a majority on the Board of Supervisors has apparently given up on the idea that all of the extra funding the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority, or METRO, will need to fill its funding gap will come from the state government. Metro jurisdictions, as you may have heard, are on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars more to help fill funding shortfalls left by years of poor maintenance and uncertain funding. But Supervisor Matt Letourneau said there is not a single budget amendment or proposal or bill that is alive in the General Assembly or has any possibility of being approved in the General Assembly that has 100% of the funding coming from the state. That means that at least some of that will be coming from us. Northern Virginia leaders have often balked at the state's unwillingness to commit funding to Northern Virginia projects. Our region is an economic workhorse for the state, and we send far more tax revenue to Richmond than we get back. The county has settled a set of principles for bills in the General Assembly this year about funding Metro. Those include, among others, that the state should adopt a gas tax floor commit to more than two years of funding at a time, not divert money from the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority, that additional funding for Metro should be contingent on reform at the agency, and that at least two-thirds of additional capital funding for Metro, or $100 million, should come from the state. But in the words of Chair Phyllis Randall, if we let the great be the enemy of the good, we will get nothing. And after months of debate and hours-long meetings and accusations that a committee chairman deliberately slow-walked the decision with parliamentary rules, the school board's finance committee recommended a policy yesterday that would guide the school board if it decides it wants to close a school building. This vote, it should be clear, does not mean the Finance Committee is actually recommending closing any schools. The policy would, however, stand up rules for notifying the community and gathering public input, lay out factors for the school board to consider when deciding whether to close a school building, and hold that the school board will consider the impact on attendance boundaries. The vote was at a special meeting of the Finance Committee, the ninth meeting on that topic. Committee Chairman Eric DeKennep has been accused of using his position chairing that committee to try to block a vote. The idea for this policy was first put into motion after last year's annual budget work when four school board members wanted to hold a public hearing to consider closing Lincoln and Hamilton elementary schools. The board members who opposed closing the schools suggested the board form an ad hoc committee to draft a policy that would guide such a process. Uh, No such ad hoc committee materialized, but the idea has been through the Legislative and Policy Committee and the Finance and Facilities Committee, which, as I said, DeKennep chairs. The policy passed two to one with DeKennep opposed, and school board chairman Jeff Morse and member Brenda Sheridan voting yes. The decision now goes to the full school board. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. While you're there, read about how Percival Mayor Quasi Frazier thinks things are going in his annual State of the Town Address and what Senator Tim Kaine had to say at a town hall at Ashby Ponds. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, it's Valentine's Day. And while I will be spending it in a budget presentation, you can make it an unforgettable day with a horse-drawn carriage ride around the village at Leesburg. They're free today from 5 to 9 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the morning minute, spell it out in chocolate to give to all of your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.